Soccer Roundtable fans here. My name is Harry. Uh, joining me tonight, we've got the normal uh, uh, cast here. Uh, Rafa, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? Since you were wearing the glasses, I decided to put my glasses on uh, for that here. Uh, Royce, how are you? Uh, I'm feeling left out, apparently, of the whole... <laughs> I have contacts in, so this is not... I am not yeah, a good don't... <laughs> I don't... That hurts. Doing all right. Uh, Viva Night was... It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was really cool, and the result was even better. I got to give it to uh, the SAFC media team, Preston, Luis, and uh, I'm drawing a blank on the guy that does the videos here. I apologize. Thomas. Thomas they absolutely killed it all week long. Uh, 100%. Uh, bring it uh, back. Chef's kiss. Uh, bringing back uh, Perusa, you know, which was kind of unexpected. I know Rafa kind of mentioned it. Last week, and I was like, "Yeah, right." You know, <laughs> I'd love they to just, have them. Don't get me wrong. They just signed another center back. Why would they sign another player? Twenty sevens bigger than the roster was supposed to be, and bam, awesome. Bam, hey, we got a surprise. Really? <laughs> so, what a surprise uh, it was! It was a great surprise. So it was it was a, a fun weekend. Uh, going to the game, I won't lie to you, uh, was a little bit challenging coming from the west side here because uh, we had major thunderstorms. But by the time you got over to downpours, by the time you got over to Toyota Field, it was it was great. Sorry, my co-host is wanting in. Yeah, I kept uh, uh, I kept tweeting at everybody, seeing because it was like nonstop raining over here, and my wife mm -hmm. was even like, "Why are we even going to try to go?" And I was like. Mm, let me tweet let me see how it is over there and everybody over there is like yeah it hasn't rained in like six hours over here what are you talking about are you crazy it's like okay well game on let's go but yeah I got, caught, go ahead. I, got caught on, I got caught on the rain picking up the the viva sa uh, jersey at the soccer factory <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah it was it was it was bad enough to where you had you had Three, you had three sets of drivers on the road here. You had the guys that were still going Mach 80. You had the people that were going 45 with the flashers on. And then you had me that was like, okay, hey, it's rain. You know, I was going, what, 55, 60, you know, safe, distance. Um, you know, I was supposed to go to a soccer factory and pick up the scarves, but I couldn't get over in a safely manner. And, and so I just like, oh, I'll get it next week. But, yep. no, it was the... Fun time to tailgates, uh, Crocketeers, Mission City, and 210 Alliance uh, all had uh, great tailgates. Uh, you know, the you know the beer at uh, you know at the Crocketeers. Um, you know, both of them were outstanding. You know, uh, the uh, Chinese at uh, uh, 
210 Alliance from, uh, was it 210 Walk, I believe it was, uh, you know, for that here. Or was it the Walk of San Antonio? Walk. Yeah, no. It was Walk something. Um, <laughs> I'll look it up. Keep going. So, but no, it was like the tailgate was good. Then you went into the stadium and, you know, they had uh, the Viva Flags, uh, which I'm a little bit bitter that they didn't have on sale, but I guess that'll be something that'll be coming out. Um, Rafa even noticed the corner flags were Viva. You know, they uh, posted the uh, picture of. The food was from the Walk of Texas. The Walk of Texas. The Nets. The yeah, Nets no, the Nets were cool. The flags are cool. The I'm Magnets. Really hoping. Oh, yeah. the Magnets. We, I, I, I normally only get story. through, but I got the two sets in that because it was just me and AJ that came in and had four seats. I was like, look, I got four seats here. Can I get the <laughs> two other magnets? He's like, yeah, here. <laughs> so I was like, thank you. <laughs> I, I I only got two just for because I think everybody else needed some. Two is, I'm greedy. Two is enough. <laughs> I'm greedy. So. But I really do hope car. I really do hope they do a flag for uh for the next Viva Night. That would be that'd be uh, awesome. But yeah, the the bathrooms were all open. You know, the concessions are getting a lot better, a lot more mainstream here. So, hats off. Uh, not only you know, I know we, we gave the credits to uh, you know um, the media team here, uh, but hats off to them. Uh, it was a you know, hell of a performance all week long. And um, you know, I was joking around with them that you know they had to be excited for game day because it was probably going to be slower than <laughs> the rest of their week here. And they uh, sold it out, which yeah, is another sellout. big thing. It was a sellout. That is. Man, uh, in, in this environment, um, to get people excited to to get out and to go somewhere, uh, you'll love to see it. You'll love to see it. Well, it's uh, you know, it's an entertaining match. Uh, I'll give a credit to Birmingham Legion. Uh, it, it was a fun match. Two evenly uh, matched teams. Uh, I think the better team won. Uh, sorry, uh, Kaler, from hammering down. Uh, I know he thought otherwise, but uh, you know, I, I, I thought that uh, I, I thought it was it was a fun match to be at. Although I was telling Rafa, it wasn't one of those matches that went quickly. Like there's some matches that fly by. This one here just. You know, and, and I think it had to do with you know the injuries right at the start of the second half. The, you know, I'm not saying the ref did a poor job, but it was a little inconsistent. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm saying it was terrible. He did, he did a poor job. He did a poor job. <laughs> it was. Worse I'm not than a ref, but I was, was like, a... when you got player A doing hey, something, like how Doyle didn't get a card for all the hugging, I yeah. don't know. And yet, some of the a little of... stuff. They yeah, got called. a lot of professional fouls on Liam Doyle, but you know what happened was Liam Doyle did it the first. This is what makes a smart player. This is why Liam Doyle, possibly one of the more underrated players this season, great signing last season, apparently. Uh, he did it once, and the ref was like, yeah, that's fine. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to do it over and over again. It's like it's like, it's like like some of the greater pitchers. Uh, what you do in the beginning of the game is you throw, you throw a fastball just off the plate to see if the umpire is going to call it. And if they call it, I'm living there because it's a ball. It's not a strike. But if you're going to call it, I'm throwing it there all dang day. That's how you do it. Yeah, but to me, that was the biggest thing that I saw here was it was just like, how did Liam Doyle escape that game with without a yellow card? Because I think I told Rafa, what, 15, 20 minutes in, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, Doyle's getting a card. He's asking for a card. He's going to do it until he gets that card, and then he'll back off. 
And I think what's they switched Junior Fleming from his side to the other side, which well they put him in the middle. Yeah, they pretty much just put him in the middle as another number ten next to their ten to try to go through the midfield, uh, which is uh, an interesting idea uh, by the Birmingham coaching staff. I'll put it that way. Yeah, there is a a lot of discussion uh, on hammering down in the Legion fan base. it almost seems that like they, and, and I don't mean this as a dis- disrespect to Coach Powell, but where he's got him to this level, but it, he, for whatever reason, he can't take that next step. And I think that's where the Legion fans are because uh, their coach has been there for three years. And you can see the talent that they have, but there's it's there's just something that's that's a little bit missing you know, with it here. So, but before we get full into uh, San Antonio FC Birmingham, let me just quickly touch base on the San Antonio Athenians. Um, they uh, hosted Central Texas Hornets, uh, and they won six to one. It was actually a fairly close game uh, through pretty much the half, uh, first half here. Uh, Central Texas Hornets uh, got on the board first on an own goal where. The uh, goalie uh, kicked it for for the Athenians. It bounced off uh, another Athenians player, and it bounced back straight into the goal. So it was just an unlucky, unlucky goal in the 13th minute. Um, you know, the Athenians didn't score till the 37th minute. Then they got an own goal in the 39th minute, um, and then you know, uh, you know, in the second half, dominated they, that they, second they half. They tied it on and. Uh, 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 Miss Borden, who was on with us, you know, ended up getting a brace in the 64th and 76th minute. So, where the Athenians are in the standings here. Hold on, let me this readjusted here. Um, they're actually tied for first with Side FC 92. They're in second place due to goal difference. Uh, Side FC's, uh, you know, uh, got 12 goals uh, scored. Um, none allowed. Um, the Athenians are in second place. Uh, you know, only one goal allowed, plus eight. Um, and then, you know, the, you know, uh, Wilco, um, Central Texas Hornets uh, are in the bottom. Lone Star and Backcountry still haven't. Uh, very early though. Still very, very early. Although, it is a quick season, so that's one thing very to true. keep in mind uh, with with the uh, with the uh, Athenians and UWS is that it is a very quick season. Um, it's, it's very early, but they're already a fifth through the season. So, yeah, grain so. of salt on both ends, whether it's too early or it's just the right amount of time to look at standing. So, yeah, good job, so. Athenians. But no, if you get an opportunity uh, and you can't make it out to Toyota Field, uh, please go out to Soccer Central. Uh, they do a great job. They have barbecue. You know, you can also watch it on my Kuju, um, which is what I did. Uh, you know, I'll give the Athenians credit, and I tweeted it out on, on mine. Um, you have the full version, but then they had about a 10, 15 minute version where you could just watch, watch the highlights, um, you know, for both teams, uh, for here. So, you know, the, the, uh, presentation that the Athenians doing is, is great. Just like they always have, you know, that, you know, they've, you know, moving over to, uh, with the Juventus ownership, you know, like I said here, uh, as far as for the quality on social media and what they're putting out. Um, still, you know, outstanding and, and still class, you know, of, of the UWS uh, for that here. So <clears throat> we're going to uh, do uh, have, uh, we got the 
post game for Coach Marcina. We're going to play this here. It's, I think it's about four or five minutes uh, for his comments, and then we'll come back and discuss the game. In the first minute there. How does that sort of change the feel of a match when you get on the board that early? Yeah, I mean, obviously goals change games. You know, that uh, fueled our fire. Uh, you know, we, especially the first half, we're, we're excellent in our pressing actions, very organized, cohesive. Um, won the ball in a lot of good spots. I, I think we were unfortunate not to get a few more goals. Um, and at the same time, you know, certain individuals, especially Matt, made some big saves and some other players made some good saves in key moments. I mean, sorry, um, good plays in key moments. So overall, good, uh, good collective performance tonight. We saw Jose Gallegos get his first start and uh, he had a hand in that first scoring play. What was your impression of his performance overall in this one? Yeah, as we all know, Jose is a special player. You know, he, he's still not at full fitness. You know, we, we had glimpses of tonight of how special he is. Um, and, and we're excited when he's fully fit and he'll continue to contribute. You know, tonight was uh, all around a special night. You know, just I'm, I'm so, so proud of everyone. You know, we, we played in front of a sold out crowd. Our, our fans were amazing, brought so much energy. We, we got to you know, celebrate a city tradition and Viva night. Uh, that, that piece was amazing as well. Um, you know, the front office did an amazing job. The players were committed. Again, we always ask to be focused, demonstrate intensity and be resilient for 95. Actually, today was like 98 or 99 minutes. Um, and they did it and they earned the result. Yeah, Perusa comes in there in the second half and finds the goal right away. What did, what did that do for you guys? Yeah, uh, again... <laughs> You know, you score goals, it, it lifts the energy. You know, for any striker, when you're scoring goals, the confidence, it, it uh, rises. You know, so I'm, I'm very proud uh, for Jordan, his first game with us and his first goal. So uh, we expect more from him in the future. Yeah, what does he bring to your team? What sort of standout traits, maybe something separate from what you guys already had in the mix? Yeah, I mean, he's another one that's another big boy um, up front. You know, we have a few big boys. We're still waiting on Justin to recover from injury. Um, that it's another key piece. Um, you know, we have a number of players that are out, unfortunately, right now that are key pieces, important pieces to this roster. So we're, we're excited. And again, Jordan is, everybody got a glimpse of him last year and how effective he, he was for the SAFC jersey. And he'll continue to be effective. You guys looked a little bit different tonight in terms of the alignment with the 3-4-3. How would you sort of rate the effectiveness of the tactical changes that you made? Yeah, for us, again, it's uh, every game you go in to the game with a different strategy. Um, you know, we, we felt the guys executed uh, what we asked of them. Uh, so I'm incredibly proud of them. That's always the intention. Um, they were fully committed to doing it. And um, again, us, it's not so much about formations. It's about implementing our principles irrespective of how we, we shape. Coach, you mentioned uh, missing some key pieces to your roster there, obviously with injuries and things like that. Uh, your def your, it's no secret your defense is one of the key parts of the team that is missing right now because of the injuries. But you, you're you on the winning side in a lot of these matches except for last weekend. So what does this say about your team's ability to adapt to what's coming, injuries or not? Yeah, I think uh, we've said it from day one. We don't make excuses. We embrace challenges, embrace adversity. That's it, it, never going to change. You know, we say that in wins. We say that if uh, in ties or losses. You know, it's we we go out every game. We compete to win. Um, that's always the objective. Uh, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't.
Thank you uh, to uh, Preston and the SAFC uh, uh, communications team are, for sharing the, the post game with us, uh, interviews with that. I think there's a lot of good nuggets in there. Uh, so we'll start with you, Royce. Uh, your thoughts on what the coach said post game. I think my favorite part of that whole thing was uh, it seemed like we had to play eight or nine minutes after the 90, uh, which was 100% correct because the uh, what was what was it? Seven minutes. It was Seven supposed was to announced, be. Yes. Um, and then uh, Birmingham got a, a free. Oh, no, it wasn't a free kick. It was a goal kick. Uh, they kicked it out of bounds. Mm -hmm. And the re uh, the center ref turned and looked at the fourth official and put up a number one. And everybody just kind of did the, what, what are you talking about? And that was the ref. I'm going to add on one more minute just because I feel like adding one more minute. It's like the seven's gone. It's already seven minutes and not a lot really happened. There are a couple injuries, but there were substitutions right afterwards. It's, it's incredible how you get the seven out of that. But I guessing where he got out of it was Gallegos laid on the ground for a couple times and didn't go on the sideline. Same thing with Gleedle, but. That wasn't Gleedle seven minutes worth. That was quick. like that was like three or four. Yeah, I just that wasn't seven. Yeah, that was not seven minutes or excuse me, eight or nine because it it was nine minutes because it was <laughs> was it ninety eight fifty something when he finally blew the final whistle. That was ridiculous, man. But um, Alamarcina is a great company man because he doesn't give a lot up and he's very Popovich with his answers. Mm -hmm. How did that? How did that tactically help you? Uh, players did good. How does Jordan Peruza help you? He's a big boy up front. It's going to help. I us enjoy that Peruza. though. I, I, that's that that's, was my favorite part. Was a it's, it's very Spurs. It's very Spursian, yes. and I think that is that's why the Spurs organization really hired Alan Marcina because he doesn't give a lot. He's fiery when he needs to be, but whenever they ask you for an answer, he's going to do the lawyerly yes or no. He's a so, smart guy. Yeah, not not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> Rafa, your thoughts? He didn't give too much away as far as, I guess, too much credit of the formation change. He's like, yeah, I just changed it, whatever. We did what we had to do. It doesn't you matter know, what we're in. <laughs> what format, it doesn't matter what formation we're still going to – we're still going to beat you in. I mean, that's the right attitude I have, you mm -hmm. know. I think with the – I guess the players that we have – you know, we could play two or three different, I mean, two, you know, maybe up to three or four different formations. But I can understand with, especially with injuries and so forth, he had to really kind of toy with this. But he must have seen something that from what Birmingham was doing from the last game, said, hey, let me change this up. I think we can exploit this. Or RGV, yeah. Or, yeah, I want that too. And then they're, they're going to get theirs on Saturday too. But, right. you know, the. With I guess he saw in Birmingham, you know, let's say, hey, let's let's get I got the players. Let's see what let's see what, what they can do. Can they adapt? Can this take take this away from us? And pretty much it was a wide open game. I know I was mentioning Harry. You know, we had a lot of space. There's mm -hmm. a lot of space out there. A lot different from the last game. So and I think that I think when we play with a lot of space, we do more damage. We we're more the game flows a lot better for us. I think when we're like something compact, we just can't really do anything. So this was a big change from the this from this game to the last game. It's almost like they were watching our podcast last week. Uh, you know, hmm. Hmm. Just, strange. Yeah. 
just hmm. just saying, you know, a lot of the yeah. ideas that you had floated out there. Uh, you said on the Rafa was like, know? hey, we kind of talked about. <laughs> Royce yeah. talked about that, so uh, for that here. So, but so let's start earlier in the week, and I know we've already kind of talked about it. Uh, Jordan Peruza is back uh, on loan from Toronto FC, uh, filling what me and Rafa thought was kind of a hole uh, was that third striker up top um, that I think was missing um, with um, with uh, Justin Dillon uh, still being out. And I know, I think it was on Instagram, uh, Royce, that uh, 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 Justin posted a, a picture. Uh, yeah, he, he showed a, he took a picture of himself going back to a, a physical therapy company. Um, and it looked like an airbed um, or a hyperbaric chamber, which typically you do that for a muscle injury. So it seems like it's a muscle injury, which those are, I mean, sometimes muscle injuries are weird, man. Sometimes you hurt yourself and you wake up and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot I've hurt myself. Let's get back to it. Or six weeks later, it gets still hurt. So you never know. Uh, hopefully Justin's, hopefully Justin's healthy. He's just doing that for the last little bit of his rehab, but. And you never know, and it's it's tough to see because I'm sure this lineup could really benefit from uh, from his play. Yeah, so, so supposedly he, well, not supposedly he, ha, you know, he's comes from an MLS team, uh, Seattle Sounders. So um, I know he was supposed to be uh, one of the big parts, and, and he still may be, but early on, uh, unfortunately, he's not here. And, and coach and Tim Holt, and you know, they went out and. I, I got to give them credit. You know, I know, I think Royce uh, touched on it earlier that usually they carry a 23 to 24 man roster. I think they're what, 26, 27 now. Yeah. They, um, what they said before the season was 25 is our goal. That's what we're going to have. Cause we're not sure if we're going to be in the open cup and now they're at 27. So, and, and, the, and they're bringing in quality, you know, it's very much. So. That, that's, that's, that to me, you know, tells me that, Hey, they're not, they're, they're not, settling you know just to be in in the top four that they, they're wanting to go far and you know they want you know the, they want to be at the top of the table to be able to host playoff games uh you know if if san antonio is able to make it that far um so welcome back jordan uh rafa your thoughts on on jordan coming back since you kind of called it uh, you put it out there and uh yeah, it came through so hats off to you man 100 percent your call rafa Good it, job, it, it was he, I, I think he was just a perfect the perfect per person to bring in in this situation, you know, we, we needed another striker, especially now, like, you know, when Nathan going down with that card, it kind of affected us up us a bit. I think that affected us the last game, but come this game coming up, you know, come pick your poison wherever, you know, we have, now we have three, three forwards that can, they can bring it and, yeah, try try to double team one of them. You're gonna get hurt by the other one. But this was a great pickup. This is gonna pay dividends in the end, uh, especially like right now. I know we're going through with the injury bug, but but towards the end later on in the season, we're gonna be a lot fresher because we're gonna be a little bit deeper, and we're gonna hopefully get into that in that run where we can get that top spot. So we can like you mentioned, Harry, get those you know host some of those playoff games. I think you know playing at home is really key. For us, because I think that even like I said, with the crowd, it's they're fitting off the energy, and you can see that they're having fun out there playing, you know, there in front of everyone, and and it just opens up a lot of their 
lot of the game. So I'm glad he's you know he's back. He's gonna do a lot of great things like he did last. You know, he's he's already scored what four goals in six games that he's four played. goals in six games. Uh, Patino's so, got five and three, uh, five and four. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know Nathan, I don't think's hit it, but you know hit it as of yet. But you know he's had a lot of opportunities. Um, Royce, what I like about it is, is that I think all three of them bring something different, um, you know, to, you know, to the table, you know, um, I'll, I'll toss this out to uh, either, either you, uh, Rafa or Royce, but what, what, what does each, each forward bring, you know, talking about, you know, the, the top three, Nathan, uh, Patino and Peruza, what, what do they do different from each other that, that kind of helps feed off. Uh, for that here, and, and if you were to pick two to start, obviously Patino, I think, you know, locked in. But if you were to pick two, who, who you know, who's the two that you're starting with? Uh, I mean, yeah, for uh, for next week's uh, game, um, I'm actually uh, that's kind of what I was thinking about right now. Uh, who would I start if we, if the injuries are, you know, when we'll talk about those in a little bit, the injuries that happen. But with the three forwards that I think you have to start, uh, Nathan. Uh, what he did in this match is he really connected the midfield and the defense with the attack, and that was huge with his dribbling. Uh, he was direct when he needed to be. He dribbled around. Um, that first goal uh, really came from his skill with that back heel. He sucked in their right back and their uh, right center back, and he back heeled, and that passed up two players right there. Gallegos got it. He was basically one-on-one with the back line. Dribbled around them, comes off of Kavita, boo, and then uh, <laughs> the goalkeeper touches it, and then uh, Patino hits the loose ball in. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot that really started with Nathan uh, Gallegos continued it up, and then uh, Patino finished it. Um, if Gallegos is not available, I would put Nathan in that kind of middle, Almost at ten spot. Like I said, this formation was pretty much a five-two-one-two. He would be in that one. I would put Nathan there, and then I'd have Perusa and Patino ahead of him. Um, I think uh, Nathan linking, like I said, link, linking the defense in the midfield with the attack. That was huge in this match, um, and they got a lot of opportunities just through him and his dribbling and his ability to do so. Um, and if you have Patino and you have Perusa ahead. Um, I'm not predicting a bloodbath, but it could come down to that depending on how, how good Tyler Derek is going to be, um, this coming Saturday. Uh, and he's a really good goalkeeper. So we'll see. Robert brings up a great point. Uh, he's our PC, uh, the Patino, uh, he's our PC of the year here. Uh, so, uh, to be fair, to be fair, I don't think he deserved the one in this match. No. I don't think he did at all. They it was a confrontation and Kavita boo went after him and headbutted him and ended up with the yellow card. I don't and remember then, a crowd being that Oh no, I, I remember it a few times. Um, for that long though, because it was the whole game that they because, gave it to because him. because typically those fouls don't open don't happen till toward the end of the match. I remember Man, it may have been 2016. It may have been 2017. It was one of the first seasons. I remember because I'm pretty sure it was 2016 because they were still Arizona United. You remember that fun? Um, one of one of their center backs. The Fat made, Rooney. Uh, the fr- Fat, fat Rooney. Rooney. Yep, Fat Rooney. Good times. Hope you're doing all right, Luke. Um, <laughs> uh, one of their center backs uh, had an egregious uh, foul mm-hmm. um, 
on one of our players for a penalty and it didn't get called and it was just boo fest from then on. But t- typically those happen in the second half. That one happened in what the 10th minute, 18, uh, around there. 13th, 14th minute, yeah, somewhere around exactly. there. Yeah. Like that was early and it was, it was awesome. That's one of the things that makes me happy with, with the San Antonio crowd is that is that they're paying attention. They're intelligent. They know what's happening. And they're and they're always aware. And every time Kavita boo touched the ball, he heard it, man, and it was awesome. It you was, could tell he didn't want the ball either. Oh, no, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> we did he, it. he was quickly getting rid of the ball. Yeah. So moving on because we do have uh, Ray coming on from uh, South Texas uh, Border Sports and and down in the Valley coming on uh, soon. He's actually in the waiting room chilling uh, for here. So thank you, Ray. Um, Injuries. Uh, Dylan, Maloney, uh, Axel were the three that we kind of knew about. Uh, last minute game day uh, surprise with uh, uh, Jasir Kamiri uh, on the list here. So, Rafa, your thoughts on him missing? Um, and- we missed a Terminator. I think he would have <laughs> he would have done some damage, especially with that yeah. hit. But he would have. Oh, can you imagine? Get- can you? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Oh my goodness, yeah. that would have been. Yeah, he would have never, he would have never touched uh, Patino at all. No, Mary would have probably put that guy in his place. <laughs> uh, but Man. I hope he's back for Saturday. But you know what? You got to give a props to for someone just barely being signed. Varela's a very good defender. Yeah, hundred percent. That was, I think, he might be the steal of the free agency for USL. Yeah, you know, kudos to the to whoever the scout team. That guy can defend, and he's got great size. He can pass the ball well. I think last week it was his first game. It was just getting adjusted to the team, but he caught on quick, pretty much kind of similar to what Doyle catching on quick. I mean, I think once we're healthy with our defense, oh, we're, we're, we're just loaded back there. Yeah. Any combination you have, I don't think anybody's going to you know get by us, you know, Imagine having a four-back with Kamiri, Varela, Axel, and just line them up, just line them up right line on the goal line, four, yeah. line them up right on the goal line. It's like it's, it's a wall. Yeah, <laughs> have, four, have all those four guys there going for the free kicks in the box. Yeah. Oh man! But so, you know, kudos to them. Like I said, I think Varela really. I think for the defense, he really shined on this game. Yeah. So. And so did Deplane. Deplane looked yeah. really good as that center. He was a key cog. He was a center in the back three, and his—I mean—he cleared everything. He cleared, and the only time that he did not clear a ball was when it went over his head, and that ended up being the goal. And that was just—it was just a really good header that went across the mouth of the goal. He didn't quite get to it. Doyle kind of lost his man, which was number eleven, their striker. Um, yeah, yeah, that the yeah, the, Brett. yeah, Brett, exactly, Brett. Yeah, the the their short striker, exactly. Which somehow they have a they had a defensive midfielder. Their six is their six. I want to see their six and Solomon Asante lined up next to each other because I'm <laughs> I think they're about they're both about four eleven. Uh, very good soccer players. They're a lot better than I am, but they're not tall. Um, so. The other injuries we have to talk about, Gleedle went out in the 52nd minute, mm. minute and then mm. Jose went out in the 54th minute uh, for that here. So 
Gleadle's the one that has me worried. Uh, I think Jose kind of grabbed his hammy, and I think it was more precaution-wise. Um, Did Jose grab his hammy, or was he looking at his ankle? Because I, I thought he had kind of hurt his uh, ankle he, a little he, bit. He pulled up his shorts. So like, it was hamstring? Know, okay. It looks like it was like a hamstring. Like he might have back a little too early. The, the reason I'm not that concerned with Jose, he may miss a game. It's very possible. Um, he tried it out. And he didn't like it, and it wasn't a something popped and I'm out. Something pulled. It was, I'm not comfortable. I'm just going to sit down again. It was just a smart thing to do. The correct. Do not push it. You just came back from injury. Don't push it. You're fine. Um, Gleedle's the one that worries me. I'm not going to lie. You hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know, it was one of those. I don't think it was a contact thing here. No, not it at almost all. seemed like it was. You know, kind of the. It's a lower leg. We know that, but. Yeah, to me, with without having you know Connor, we need to have we need to have Gleedle back there. However, uh, Lima stepped up really, really well. Really um, well as a left back or the know, left wing back for sure. Lima did a hell of a job, and um, Lindley ended up being the uh, right wing back and mm-hmm. took the place of Gleedle, and he did a very manageable job out there as well. So kudos to both of those guys for really filling in in spots they're not i i mean i i don't know if they've ever played that position but they filled in really well and you could not tell that that was not their um <laughs> not their natural position so but man we've already talked about the lineup here um so anything more on viva night i know we kind of touched on it at the start of the show because uh, to me you know I wanted to give credit to, you know, Preston, Luis, and drawing the name Thomas. Thomas, I, I follow <laughs> Thomas him. Thomas Blakely, I, I or yeah, let me, Blakely. Let me let me let me fact check that. No, it is Thomas. I know it okay. is. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, they 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 knocked it out of the park. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Lie to you. Um, you know, the whole SAFC. You know, I, you know, before the match, I, I happened to get there early enough to where I saw Tim Holt. Um, he came over, we chit chatted and, and, you know, you know, he said hi to AJ, which was really cool. And, and thank you, uh, you know, for coming out and, you know, acknowledging us and out of your busy schedule, he spent two or three minutes with us and, nice. uh, you know, just, you know, to me, that's something that, you know, San Antonio FC has always done well. Um, you know, it is the, you know, the intermingling with the fans yeah. and, and making you feel important. Um, even with guys like me that, you know, sometimes, you know, says things that, uh, I'm sure they would rather me not say <laughs> for that, but, um, yeah. they, they know I, I got their back, but, uh, final thoughts on the game. Um, I know we're going to do the uh, man of the match. Uh, mine was the plane. Um, to me, uh, I know PC's the captain and I know what Patino was a captain, but to me, uh, Deplane with his experience, with his versatility, uh, is is just to me. I think we're a lot better with having him in in, in the middle there, um, and then with Doyle and, and Varela and Jasir. I think as long as we have uh, Deplane back there, I feel very very confident uh, for that here. Agreed. 
Robert, uh, maybe Tim doesn't like you as much as he likes me. I'm just saying. <laughs> All you got to do is go up to him and say hi, man. Tim's Tim's one of the most approachable people in, in professional sports for sure. Tim's in, Tim's a maybe good it's dude. something you something about you and then something about yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> Robert, you can't mean mug him, dude. <laughs> uh, Rafa, you're man of the match. Actually, I, I was I'm gonna give it to to Nathan. I, th- I think he really kind of set the tone of the game. He, you know, create kind of a little spark for that first goal, but he was just like a man possessed that whole game, uh, pushing forward, pushing forward, you know, getting uh, chances for, uh, you know, for Patino. And, you know, it was just, he, I think he was out, out to kind of redeem himself from that red card. So I said, he's, he was my man of the match. Like I said, he did a great job up front. And then Royce, your uh, three stars. Uh, you know, since it is a uh, hockey playoffs, growing the beards. Correct. Uh, thank you for the Avalanche for sweeping the sweeping the Blues. Good job, <sighs> Avalanche. God damn it! <laughs> 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 you thought you were gonna let that slide. <laughs> you just completely derailed me. Um, my three stars of the match. You suck. Um, my third star. Um, is definitely going to be um, Perusa for scoring on his debut. And I'll say this up front, Patino is not going to be one of my stars, but that's because of how good he's been the whole season. I just hope. He and he did miss up. a couple. He did miss a couple that uh, I bet you if you asked him, he'd want to have those back. Not wrong. Nice bicycle that, kick. that happens. That happens. Oh, my God. That would have been the that's, goal. That, that would have been, been the goal. The goal. Of the that would have been up for a Puskas award. Pushkash, however you pronounce that. Good lord, that assist! And then Nathan just. All he had oh to, I told God. Harry, he, all he needed to do was hit it on the ground because the goalie was well, already expecting up in the air. He had no chance to really dive for it. Well, it was a split hit. second. It was a split second thing. Like, like you, like you can expect Patina to go. I'm just, I'm gonna bicycle kick this assist right to Nathan's feet. Like you can expect that. But at the same time, man, if he would have finished that, good God, that would have been goal of the year or assist of the year at least. Um, but my third star of the, of the night is, is going to be, uh, Perusa for scoring on his debut, uh, this season, not with the team, but this season. Um, I mean, what can you say? Exciting signing and paid dividends immediately after six minutes being on the field. That's crazy. My second star of the nights, uh, Matthew Duplain. He just held down, held down that back line. He communicated well. Uh, he got over and helped when he needed to. He, he's just a beast back there. And my number one star of the night, Matthew Cardoni once again with that double save. Good oh, yes. Lord. Good. that If that's not save of the week, if that's not save of the month, what are we doing here? That was insane. And it was awesome because it happened like 10 feet right in front of me because we sit right there. But good <laughs> Lord, what a double save. That was, hey, that was some dominant in our seats. Crap. That was some Dom. Yeah, you're welcome. That was some Dominic Hossack <laughs> stuff. Well, you'll be. Well, what's funny is, um, uh, what July third when we go back to full capacity, we're gonna switch anyway. So I'm gonna enjoy it while I can. So for sure. So those are the final thoughts. Um, time to transition to next week, and with yep. that, we're gonna bring in Ray, who uh, covers a team uh, in the Valley, uh, who. Uh, had an unfortunate week in or unfortunately opening uh, against yep. El Paso. 
Um, you got luchoed, bro. <laughs> once again, uh, at least it wasn't nine seconds this time. You know, you guys did wait 40 seconds. Um, but still a... Uh, oh, man. You, you know. Soniac. You know Tyler wants that back here, Ray. Uh, how are you this evening? Doing good. Doing good. How about you guys? We're uh, we're doing better this week than we were last week. I won't lie to you. Three points is nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, three uh, points always helps the cause. <laughs> but uh, you know, like I said here, we we are uh, looking forward to the rematch because um, we ended up on the short end of the stick. And uh, you know, to be fair, RGV was the better team that night. No questions about it. You know, they they took it to San Antonio. Uh, you know, I think most of the fan base was a little. I don't. A little surprised um, just at the improvements that RGV has because this isn't the same RGV of the last two, three years. This is a quality team, and they showed up. And, uh, you know, at HEB Park, uh, you know, they got the result. Uh, they traveled to El Paso, and, and, you know, you could say we're a little bit unlucky because uh, after, you know, the the rest of the 89 minutes, that you know, they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with, uh, El Paso, with El Paso Locomotive and – you know, uh, you know, you know, it was a 1-0 loss uh, for them here, their first loss on, on the season here. So your thoughts on what went right and what went wrong with RGV and, and El Paso this past week? Um, I guess some of the things that went right for the Toros is that they finally got uh, one of their main acquisitions back on the pitch in uh, Juan Carlos Asokar. Uh It was great to see him back in action. Uh, definitely, um, that was one of the bright spots. Um, other than seeing a Sokar, I would like to see a little bit just more fluidness from our defensive side. It just seems like they were pretty good throughout the match against El Paso. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't, it was no more than one goal, but thankfully, because El Paso had their fair share of opportunities. I would just like to see them just tighten up a, a little bit and just, you, you know, avoid those early mistakes like the way it happened against El Paso. Um, uh, that would be another bright spot. Um, of course, the bad spots was that early distraction by Tyler Derrick, not seeing uh, Lucha Soldi yet. Again, I mean, it just seems like that guy has like a paternity suit against RGV or something like that. A contractual goal. Yeah, yeah a contractual goal. Uh, every time he sees RGV, something like that. I, I, I don't know if that's in the contract clause. I, 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 I don't know, but that's just something um, that uh, you, you just got to give it to him, you know. Uh, another bad thing was Elvis Ammo just losing his head. Yeah, what, yeah, what, getting the two double yellows and the red card in the eightieth. That second yeah. yellow roll. That was that like five minutes from each other. The two yellows. Tense. Just... He got he got his first yellow in the seventieth, and he got the uh, uh, the double second yellow in the eightieth, and uh, was yeah. escorted off. I, I saw that second foul, and I was like, "Dude, you're on the yellow. What? Are, what? What?" Yeah, that was that was crazy. Ray, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, as far as against SAFC, it really seemed like uh, RGV favored that right side. They brought up their uh, uh, their right back, and they had their right winger kind of attack um, our left back. Yes. Um, 
it looks like in the El Paso game, uh, when I looked at the highlights, they were really trying to attack through the middle. They didn't. They didn't stay wide. They really tried to go right through the middle. Uh, why do you think they try to do that um, uh, against El Paso when they uh, obviously favored one side against SAFC? Uh, one of the things that uh, Edson did bring up uh, during the game, and I failed to mention it, was El Paso's. Um, El Paso's playing pitch just isn't a soccer field. I'm it's sorry. It's a baseball field. That's 100 yeah. percent correct. Yeah, that and makes it's sense. Narrow. And that and if this were the uh, the and, right and side I, they were attacking, would that have been the baseball diamond? Yeah. And okay, I, and that makes I, sense. And, and and to be fair, I think uh, this isn't the first time that Wilmer has has tried this before. Like in his first stint, where he where he had to go play at Tulsa, and they kind of like took a more direct approach rather than having to play balls outside on the wings. That's mm-hmm. why you didn't see much of, of Grant Robinson or Carter Manley moving up the way they did up and down the pitch like they did the first time against San Antonio. However, now that we're playing uh, back on a regular pitch and not a sandbox, uh, I would fully expect that uh, Carter Manley and Grant Robinson to go back and forth. However, right. I just didn't like the fact that Robinson – hobbled off the field late late in the match. So that's something to keep an eye on. Another thing to keep an eye on is will will we will Toros fans see back Juan David Cavazos? This was the second game that he missed with the Toros and the Toros are now one and one with him uh, without him actually in the line. Right. But say they're two and oh with him. Yeah. Exactly. So that's Kind of like a, a, a little bit of the uh, riddles that we have for this week. Will we or will we not see Juan David Cabezas? Yeah, we have a lot of injuries as well. So we are right in that same boat uh, if we see certain players or if we don't see. And uh, we are getting pretty close to double digit injuries on our roster, which is insane for this early in the season. So that's do, do you guys have a hospital sponsor that you guys need to plug there? <laughs> oh, uh, this isn't the scorpions where we had was it the uh <laughs> oh, the, <good> Lord. <laughs> this injury timeouts brought to you by <laughs> Oh God, that was Corner, a uh, corner store, corner kick. I oh, will though. I still miss the cornerstone, uh, corner store store, print, printing on on where they have the uh, players come in and out of. I thought that was awesome, but uh, that was terrible. Like they're going in for a slim gym and a Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, HEB Park doesn't have that. Uh, you know, the, you know, the, you know, no. No, it's all a, underneath their stadium, and that's a high school lines. football field. They just have their <laughs> nacho cheese and everything. Yeah, we we have a little bit more than that. I I mean, their basket of <laughs> burger and fries with the oversized drink. That's probably the best deal for the buck there. There you go. There you I heard go. the nachos are pretty good down there as well. Uh, I was the, talking not to bad. Johnny. Johnny, you know, Johnny made the comment of, uh, you know, best food in RGV. And I was like, well, if that's the best food in RGV, you know, there's problems. And he's like, I mean, <laughs> he's like, I meant to say state, you know, stadium wise, you know, uh, for that here, which I've been down to AGB Park. Uh, I'll admit yes. uh, the, yes, their concessions, are, their concessions are, are very good. Well, if the down. games weren't on Sunday, maybe I would. Yeah, maybe. <sighs> yeah, exactly. I keep waiting for San Antonio to say, hey, we're going to change the game to Sunday, but uh 
No, they didn't do that because I, I do know. Uh, I, I, I kind of wish I, I would be going, but since I'm I'm starting a new job training this week, uh, I don't know if I can just uh, slide that in the back door and take the bus <laughs> up there. Yeah, fair. So, but uh, um, so series is tied. Uh, everybody's back level. Uh, there's three matches left. Uh, I think the next two are here in San Antonio before the final one down. Mm-hmm. Um, in RGV, um, Rafa, how do you see San Antonio coming out different uh, against uh, RGV this time compared to last time? I know we're going to have Nathan back. Uh, well, assuming we're going to have Nathan back, uh, you know, barring an injury, he was on a red card the last time. Um, injuries still a focus, possibly with uh, Gleedle, you know, being out. Um, Jose, you know, uh, you know. Gladel's the one that worries me, you know, not saying Jose is not important, but I think we've got enough uh, weapons around that could fill in the spots uh, for, for Jose. So your thoughts on how SAFC sets up uh, for this match uh, against uh, RGV this time? I, I think this game, we set the tempo. I think what we allowed, we allowed RGV to play their game. I think we need to set our tempo, play our game, you know, open it up uh, really I think press a little bit more, but the main thing is keeping our shape, especially on the back line. If we can keep mm-hmm. our shape in the back line, not be a like a eighty degree angle or like a protractor. Like, oh yeah, just oh, 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 a wonky <clears throat> lopsided formation mm-hmm. like we had in the valley. Yeah, yeah if we can keep our shape like we did the last game, which we did an excellent job, uh, we should be we should be fine. I think we'll pull out this one and then. Adding Jordan, Jordan Perusa in, in the mix, you know, I'm sure he's going to be hungry for for this game too, to score some more goals after the after this this showing from from the first game. Your thoughts, Royce, on what we're probably going to see different from uh, down at HEB Park to uh, Toyota Field? Well, I think how we played against uh, the Birmingham Legion, Birmingham, excuse me, Legion. Um, really was a direct result of what happened in RGV. Uh, Birmingham came out in a very similar 4-2-3-1. Um, what was kind of surprising is they had zero width, though. We'll see. Um, we'll see what kind of width. Uh, we'll see what happens whenever RGV provides width, because I'm, sh- I'm pretty confident they are. They, they, they do like to use their space very well. Um, but really, the 3-4-3 that we implemented really was a direct result from what happened in RGV. It gave us a lot of width on defense. It gave us width and distribution. And as far as Rafa talking about us being on the front foot, I just don't think that's our game. I think we want the other team to possess and we want to press the bejesus out of them and counter on them. And I think, I mean, we did that. We've done that pretty much every game. I don't think we've led any game that we've played in possession. And I think that's why. No, but the big difference is the passing. Um, yeah. First, yeah. the in the match against because- RGV, they were less than fifty percent in the first yep. half. Against Birmingham, they were closer to you know mid sixties, which it's still below average from from where they should be. Yep. But that fifteen percent makes a huge difference because yep. number one. You're not turning the ball over in your side of the pitch and under so much constant pressure. And, and this this game ended what uh, 62-37. So very you know you know you know. But when you looked at the halftime, it was actually you know uh, San Antonio was 
uh, what mid forties on yeah, possession. Yeah, no, it, you have to. Yeah, I was gonna say you have to take into account the last ten. Well, actually, twenty minutes. It was after the eight. Very heavily weighted. Yeah, uh, it was very heavily weighted towards Birmingham because they took off one of, like I said, they took off one of their center uh, defensive midfielders, and they put on a, a right winger to do a very similar thing that RGV did was attack our left side. And uh, we bent, but we didn't break. Lima did a great job out there. Doyle uh, bent and didn't break. Um, and they actually did a really good job out there. PC helped them out a lot over there and also stayed strong in the middle. I, I mean, that, that was a really good performance uh, on all aspects of the field uh, for SAFC. But I, one right. of the things that so you mentioned about the press and the, and the reason why I, I like doing the press, because we did it, on, on in the, especially the first half, what did you notice about the Birmingham defense as far as passing? There were very bad passes, and a lot oh, of them no. ended up. So that's why I'm very, especially like I said, I'm, I'm I know a lot about the three four three. Yeah, you want to press, especially your three For forwards, sure. and that's the main reason why you do that because every time they could pass the ball, they gave up. Uh, they were looking for flame, you know, that, that ball went out of bounds. Guess what? We ended up position and yeah. we took advantage of that. And we, so that's and why we I'm, countered I'm part of that. Yeah. We countered very well in that match. And honestly, like I said, it should have been 3 1, 4 1. If it weren't some for some um, unfortunate uh, finishing. But uh, no, I mean, that, like I said, that formation and exactly how they played was a direct result of what happened against RGV. And basically, I'm sure what Alan Marcina said was. This is RGV part two. Show me you learned your lessons, and they did. And so this weekend is technically part two, but it's really going to be RGV part three in a row. You're going to basically play the same team three times in a row. Show me what you got. Ray, what kind of changes do you expect for RGV, especially with uh, Emil getting the uh, uh, red card and going to be missing the game? Who's going to, you know, because from my understanding, you know, he's he's been pretty solid, and, and when I've watched him, he, you know, he's been pretty impressive for RGV up front. Well, I can I can tell you this much. Assuming that Gret Robinson is out, that's already one change you're going to have to make. And I would probably put Adrian Vetta on that on that side. Uh, but I would keep Pimentel, Despet, and Manley uh, probably in that same um, in that back line with Vetta and Derek, of course, in between the pipes in the midfield. Keep it the same with Lopez, uh, with Rodrigo Lopez, James Murphy, Wayne Cousine. Up front, I would probably uh, be inclined to put in uh, Christian Sorto replacing Ammo and giving Juan Carlos Soca uh, his first start of the season alongside with uh, John Henry Sanchez, who a lot of people confused with Vicente Sanchez. And I'm all like, no, 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 no. John Henry Sanchez, not yeah. Vicente Sanchez. The other he's person not, wears 11. Yeah, he's not the dude walking around with a cane. Yeah, and he didn't exactly. play against oh. RGV either. Or Primary, <laughs> no. He didn't play against El Paso, all right? No, he was in the he was in the bench. Yeah, he was in the bench of being the assistant coach role yep. this time around. Do you think he'll mainly – because and I know he's – he was brought in in that dual role, uh, dual role of, you know, player, coach. Do you, do you anticipate him – being mainly played at home and then you know, rested on the road? Or do you think, you know, it, it'll, it'll vary on, on the opponent? Uh, well, I just think it's going to be one of those things. If, if the uh, doctor's hospital at Renaissance injury list starts to pile up, 
that's <laughs> about the only way you'll get to like see him start and on the road. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I, I, I solely expect him to be a home player type thing. So that's uh, you guys as Latan. He's just going to do home games and no turf games. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. You, you could be on to something. But I'm just. <laughs> Who is the player for Phoenix? Uh, Drogba. He's yeah. he's uh, he's he's uh, yeah. he's yeah he's exactly. The, uh, that's he's the that's RGB's the uh, Drogba yeah. of. There you go. You know every you know you as an away fan you want to see him just because you know the the history the legend and and what he's brought to the game overall, but it you know. Uh, you know, and I think San Antonio is probably the one place where you may see him because it's what a four-hour drive, five-hour drive. It's uh, he can Ed sleep plus. in his bed, and it's it's a good turf field, so he's not going to get hurt for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, now uh, not that there isn't any more sand to be uh, picked around <laughs> with. <laughs> hey, there, there's a reason why we you know we started later is to let San Antonio's field to grow in, so that way it has that nice natural grass. <laughs> I know what are we El Paso? Come on, <laughs> no. You guys aren't El Paso. They have like well, Birmingham's the one that took the mantle this year, where they yeah. had to play at Legion Field because their pitch Birmingham, was so poor. Yeah, Birmingham literally had to change fields because the the original field that they're supposed to play on is a sand pit, literally a sand pit, worse than what SAFC was. It, if you go back and you watch the game on ESPN Plus against Indy, yeah, it's like they're it's like they're actually playing. It's like the game beach soccer, soccer. like the beach, like the beach soccer. What, what do they call it? Uh, beach, uh, beach soccer. Yeah, yeah, beach soccer. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was thinking foot. Fo- fo- uh, it's not futsal. Foot, futsal. Futsal. There you go. Futsal's in the gym. Yeah, futsal's in the gym. That's right. Yep. Playa, as they call it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Playa. I I just gotta ask you guys this uh, for a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, with with the addition of, of Perusa, how does that change you guys like offensively? Do you guys stick with the three striker system? Do you guys use two to start a game? How does that change it change it up for you guys a little bit now? So what we did in this past game is we had uh, basically we started in a three four one two just about uh, the one uh, the uh, basically a number a typical number ten was uh, Jose Gallegos. And he would get the ball, and he would dribble, and he would distribute to Nathan out wide and uh, Patino out uh, out wide as well. Patino on the right, Nathan on the left. Uh, whenever uh, Gallegos went off and uh, basically Perusa came on, um, he slotted out on the left, and he was kind of playing a, a mirrored role to what Patino did, and we just had somebody distribute uh, in the middle. So... Uh, basically what that does instead of the 442 you saw us in the 442 that we started the season out with uh we just had two defensive midfielders and we had the wing we tried to attack wide and it just it was too i mean you saw what happened it was too separated we really never got traction that way we're too worried about defending and filling holes to actually pay attention to attack now that we have that 3412 uh, we have three guys that are attacking, and they are damn good. Um, so you can you can basically do exactly what I wanted in the beginning of the season was a very Liverpool setup almost. Not this, not the exact same formation, but similar to where you have a lot of width. Um, you defend really well, but you send these three amazing players for the league just to go attack and just to go embarrass people. Uh, so. 
like Nathan, Gallegos, Patino, Peruza, whoever, whichever three start, are kind of like our Mane, Firmino, and uh, um, Salah. Uh, Salah, yeah. So we're actually taking a page from Atalanta from Serie A. That's 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 what that's what they do. They sucker you in, and then yeah, no, they they counter really hard. Uh, it's yeah. it's very much like a. Yeah, at Atlanta and uh, Dortmund, whenever they were under uh, Klopp and Liverpool with the Gagan press, basically. We, we Gagan press. Uh, and now that we have a very – one of the things we did notice was that uh, Marcina and the coaching staff were talking to our wingbacks a lot because they weren't 100% sure on their um, assignments. And once they got that, it was – the back line was fine. It's solid. We'll get the ball. We'll take it from them. And then we just put it up, give it to those three. And those three wreaked havoc the entire game. It was, if you watch, I mean, if you take a minute to watch the first minute of the game, you'll understand it. Uh, the ball gets boggled up in our seven defenders, basically, and midfielders. It goes up. And then our three um, offensive players just ticky tack it around and it ends up in the back of the net. That's what happened with our first goal in the first minute was was that uh, it wasn't a, a Lucho Solniak special. It was a actual <laughs> team play. So. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, you know, I, I think for this week, I think they're going to you're I'm hoping that we see the, the Rio Grande Valley uh, winning streak of old where uh, they're just going to use you down the flanks and try to try to get Cousin going once again and hopefully in that number 10 spot and hopefully get uh, Juan Carlos Asocar a little bit uh, let loose on that either left or right side because um, with ammo not being available uh, I would probably hope that Sorto would take that that uh, that top striker spot that I mean that's just just me giving uh, the, a more general prediction there as far as a lineup would be concerned um i wouldn't i wouldn't dare run out to use alexis cerrito only because i feel like he's at a fresh pair of legs that uh that wilmer could use in the second half to kind of wreak havoc on the on the san antonio defense that's what i was going to ask i I figured cerritos would be the first choice to to be a replacement striker just because he's a big dude like I said, he's he's the new um, – again, I'm forgetting his name. Starts with a T from last season. Uh, he's the new – that guy. Tabor. Um, uh, yeah, Tyberson. Tyberson, yeah. Yeah, he's the new Tyberson, so I figured that would be an easy switch, put him as a number nine. But you're right. That dude is fast, and he runs a lot, and that would be a good uh, sub late in. That's that's a very good point. Um Maybe I mean, they'll just get. Maybe since Dispe has been everywhere on the field, maybe they'll just put him up as well. D- Dispe's natural <laughs> position. Dispe's been a natural center back, but in this game versus El Paso, it's like if one guy was going to get the man of a match for the Orioles, yep. it was going to be him because he's because he was all, all over, over the place. The place. Yep. that's what I mean. Just put him as the number nine. He's almost there anyway. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. to me, the reason why this match is so important. And, and this goes for both teams. Um, the Mountain Division, you can already kind of shaping see it shaping up to be a four-team race uh, with El Paso, New Mexico United, San Antonio, and RGV. Um, I think Colorado Springs losing their home opener. 
I think they're I think they're better than Real Monarchs and Austin Bold. Did you um, guys see what New Mexico United was tweeting at them? That was so unfortunate. Good lord. Oh. But to me, go ahead, know, Royce. Bring it up. No, it you was. Said, you, it, it, you're the ho- the oh, host of this show. Oh my lord. I'm sorry. It was bad. <laughs> I'm gonna let it go with that because it was. So check New Mexico United Twitter, uh, <laughs> but to me, New Mexico United, I think, you know, the, you know, you know, Austin, they get loud and United at home. El Paso goes on the road to sporting Kansas city too. So you figure both of those should, uh, be should three be points. Yeah. And, you know, with games in hand, they're, they're already, neck and neck with San Antonio and RGV. Uh, the season series is 6-5-6 six, six, uh, for that here. So in in I know it seems kind of crazy to say in you know game five, I think it you know I think this is a very important game between San Antonio and RGV. Um, I know there's two more matches, one you know in oh, June 16th or no not June 16th um uh, where did is it? June. It's just after that here. Uh, June nineteenth. Uh, you know, for that here, it, it's an important match for both teams. So you know, if if you're part of the Stampede and you're coming up, please come out to the tailgates. If you ha- have the availability to um, get a ticket, you know, because let's be honest. Uh, Tickets may be harder to get right now just because very limited because of uh, they did sell out capacity. They are very limited uh, for that here. You know, unlike other teams, they haven't opened it up to 100 percent. I think we all expect come the January 3rd game. July 3rd or or July 3rd. 3rd, Pardon me. I always get that wrong. Um, July 3rd game that um, we'll be back to 100 percent. But uh Chips are on the line here. Uh, Ray, if you were to kind of, you know, not necessarily pick a winner, but uh, how do you see this game going? Um, you know, for RGV, what do they have to do to win? And then we'll go to Royce and Rafa. What, what does SAFC have to do to win? Um, for RGV to win this game, um, try to reestablish themselves the way they were before falling to El Paso, which means open it up and, uh, Open it up, use your flank guys, um, like your Carter Manleys of the world, and whoever takes up Grant Robinson's spot if he indeed is injured. Um, that's one. Number two, try to get Juan Carlos Osoka going because that was the way at the tail end of last season, he got himself going. Like the younger players were able to find him and feed off of his uh, feed off of his high energy. And then B, try, try to limit yourselves in the back. Uh, Diaz was kind of like that one adventurous guy that kept uh, going up the pitch trying to help generate some offense for the Toros because Wilmer decided to change things uh, on the road. And now since they're finally playing in a normal soccer pitch, I kind of expect for him to like kind of reset or reset it a little bit and, and have that uh, normal soccer freedom the way they were used to before falling to El Paso. 
Rafa, your thoughts on how uh, SAFC uh, we won't, you know, is to be able to beat uh, RGV? I think <clears throat> learning from the last game, you have to set the tone of the game. That's that's number one, and get and get ahead. I think we play better ahead than than behind. You know, and like I said, I think RG, you know, give credit. RGV does can hold leads. You know, they've done it the last for their wins. So getting a league is important, but also better passing. You gotta, you know, get into the 60s, 60 percent, 50, 60 percentile. You know, you have to be accurate with that. And then also who, depends who plays in the game too. Hopefully, the plane does come back. You know, and I think the factors is I think Jordan's gonna be a factor in this game. I, I don't think there's someone in RGV that can handle him if he comes into the game. He's you know, all that experience he has. And like I said, he's one of those players that can really is a game changer and this causes a lot of problems. And then also Nathan's another player. He didn't play the last game and he's going to play this game. So there's two players right there that is going to be key, especially for the offense. I think Pacino looked lost the last game. We just had guys out of place up front that should have been, been playing in those positions. This is going to be a total different thing. And then, I think having the the SAFC crowd, that's going to be a big difference too. I think the crowd's going to be entered to give them energy. Every rivalry game is also it's always a it just brings a lot more liveliness. So I think those are the you know feed off of that, and that's going to help you get you the win the three points on Saturday. Royce, your thoughts? I think it's going to be a stalemate. To be honest with you. Um, uh, I mean, RGV, if you if you really look at brass tacks, what happened in that game against El Paso, they really didn't let a, a lot through. Um, and the same thing with uh, El Paso. El Paso really didn't let a lot through. There weren't a lot of clear-cut chances. Yes, there were some corners for El Paso, but, I mean, nothing through the run of play that really um, showed that one side was much better than the other or one side was a lot more deserving of the win. I think that was a should have been a zero zero stalemate had it not been for Lucho Soniak, which that's kind of what he gets paid to do in El Paso. Um, SAFC has more width. They have more defensive stability and they have a lot better specific instructions. The three, four, three is a lot better suited for them. Um, and that four, two, three, one, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, what I'll be, I'm going to predict a zero zero tie and I think it's just going to be a stalemate. It's going to be nasty. Um, it's just going to be one of those brutal games. Um, I will say whoever scores first is I'm, is going to win. Whoever scores first is going to win that match. If anybody scores, I don't think anybody will. But it'll be very interesting to see what RGV does uh, to try to uh, replace ammo. Because um, they don't, like we were talking, they don't really have a set striker unless Sanchez starts, which is unlikely. Um, and he may come in at the very end of the match to try to steal one, which RGV likes to try to do. So, um, so we'll see what happens there. But I really think most of this match is going to be a defensive stalemate. And I like your thinking, Robert. But um, I think it's going to be a defensive stalemate. And it's just going to be a really rough and physical match. So I think it'll be rough and physical. There will be goals in this game. There's... It, just I think with the San Antonio talent, the pressing style, um, there will be there will be goals, and 
And as we saw against the uh, Legion, San Antonio will typically cough one up as well. Um, you know, along those lines. Uh, thank you, Ray, for uh, Thanks, stopping, Ray. stopping in. Uh, much appreciated here for that here. So, uh, I, you know, like I said, I, before the last match, I thought San Antonio was just going to run over them uh, for that here. Actually, Ray hopped back in. Oh, uh, sorry, guys. We were already saying thank you. <laughs> sorry, <I'm laughs> saying Peace. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. Ray's like, I don't want to hear what Harry has to say. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think I think it'll be close. Uh, but I do think, unlike you, Royce, I do think that there'll be goals scored. Um, and I could see this being kind of a lot like last week here where, you know, it's a 2-1 Game's probably a little bit closer than what the score even seems like, and I know two one doesn't you know doesn't you know seem like a, a, a thing there, but um, I do think San Antonio will be in control of this game, kind of like what they did against Legion. I think you guys are spot on where where the Legion kind of was a prep uh, for um, RGV. The only bad thing is is now RGV has that uh, on tape to be able to kind of look, hey, how do we make some changes? Um, but also the correct know. answer is you just surrender from the beginning, raise the white flag. <laughs> if you're RGV, don't even play the match. Uh, we'll call it three, nothing and done deal. That's hey, fine. we're not, we're not the Michigan <laughs> stars. Come on. Our, we'll give RGV credit. They're not the Michigan stars that doesn't want to go play Cal United because of, you know, bad calls, you know, so they're, uh, they're not the near cosmos for the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. At least my team didn't start in the NASL. Hey, I love the NASL, man. That NASL was, that was fun. Great. That was great times, it was dude. It was you, fun. You would have loved NASL. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know towards the end it got a bad rep. Yeah. But early on, it was a fun league. And then the Cosmos came in and... and they Cosmosed um, it up. Basically, yeah. what happened was MLS went, let's take two of your best teams and we're going to make them MLS teams and then just throw the rest away. And then the Cosmos are like, oh, we're the big dog in town. We're going to run this crap right into the ground. And that's exactly what they did. But, anyways, um, there's been two. There's <laughs> only been two scoreless draws in the rivalry of the South Texas Derby. Yep. The first one that was uh, played in San Antonio, no, which ended uh, nil-nil. And then the other one that was played in 2018 at HEB Park. So those are your only two scoreless draws yeah, between the rivalry. So that there that there will be goals, there will be goals. That that, that would be the a quote, what, the, the, the the quote uh, the great Yoda. There is another. <laughs> so, um, but final thoughts here, uh, Ray. If if you want to, you know, hang on for final thoughts and, and give a final thought, you can I, here. Absolutely, I will. Uh, um, I know I'm going to kick off, uh, and, and I'm going to let Royce end because, uh, unfortunately, you know, there's another somber, uh, somber uh, message here, and I'm going to start out probably somber. But uh, uh, with me, uh, it's uh, uh, what was it? Uh, the military suicide month to watch. I forget the exact what they what they military coded suicide here. awareness month awareness month here. Um, but you know, mental health, uh, as we've seen in this country is something that, you know, we all deal with and especially us as men, um, something that we need to be more open about, be encouraged more, uh, to do it. Um, normally I give a phone number, but since we're talking about vets, 
Um, if you go to maketheconnection.net, uh, um, that's maketheconnection.net, uh, they have a lot of good things uh, on their on their source here on their site there, uh, where you can number one uh, see, you know, like the the page I'm looking at has videos of veterans who served, you know, from post 9/11, the desert area, you know, Vietnam, which you know my dad unfortunately had a you know a, a depression from you know PTSD from Korean War World War II, so that way you can associate with that uh, and hopefully number one, be able to know that you're not alone, um, especially, you know, being in the military, having served. And unfortunately, if you saw wartime action, um, you know, you know, seeing the stuff that you've seen, but to be able to kind of figure out ways to help get you out of, um, get you out of, out, out of, out of the hole. Um, so, but please, if you are, and, and like I said here, whether the, you know, it's military, non-military kids, please, you know, talk to somebody, you know, if you need to reach out to me, I'm sure any of us would 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 have a discussion with you if you if you needed to have a discussion. Um, there's there's plenty of people here that that will sit down and listen to you and make the time um, to hear you out and try to help get you on the right path here. Um, Rafa, we'll go with you and then we'll we'll go to Ray and then Royce will follow it up. Uh, just final thought. Like I said I didn't get my prediction. I think I think it'll be a two one victory for SAFC. It'll be a close game, like like usual. But I think we'll pull this one off. And then my final thought, um, I know for a lot of the students out there, this is their last week of school. So, you know, be safe. Good luck to you guys on your final exams. Um, that way, like I said, you go on to your next grade. And also for the seniors that are graduating, you know, congratulations to all of them, especially our high school uh, high school athletes. Congratulations. What a great what a great year of high school year for high school soccer this year. So, you know, kudos to them. And then, um, like I said, Last thing, like I said, hopefully, hopefully an exciting game Saturday. We'll see you there. Uh, thanks for the Viva night. Hopefully, like Sano, we're gonna have another one. You know, that was fun and love the new jerseys. Cause so kudos to them. Finally, Nike makes a nice jersey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they're not the Adidas, but great. the checker is great. Oh and yeah, the, the checker is great. With, but the, hey. the first one with the horizontal black stripes was fantastic. There's yeah. been good Nike jerk. Let's call. So it down. if we're on the subject of kits. Ray, I'm sorry. The RGV away kits are brutal. <laughs> I don't know what to say, dude. I, I, it, it, I'll just say this much it? about the away kit. It kind of remind it reminiscent of season number one. The only difference between season one and this season is that season one didn't even have a sponsor. At least there is a sponsor <laughs> for this one. So. You could I'm just going to leave it colors, at that. A design, you know, it, it, you know, I, I would, I would assume you're almost wearing the kit. You know, it's a white shirt. You know, yeah, the, the <laughs> shirts have not come in from the pro shop yet, so uh, I can't. Not but yet. I, I, our, I've not seen them at the pro shop yet, so. RGV did tease that they have an announcement coming up. You know, as well in a, I think it was a couple of days, right? Uh, now, it was actually today. It was actually today that they had an, uh, a little tease. Right, uh, but the tease of an announcement, uh, May 27th. 7. So uh, I'll be interested to see kind of what that is. They've got the uh, ocean, uh, you know, ocean background. That, it is South Padre Island. It's it's a, Rafa, if you haven't seen it, it's a white t-shirt with the Puma logo. Yeah. Soros logo, uh, Reliant Energy. Puma, yeah, Puma, Puma makes the wor- some of the worst jerseys. 
I'm surprised it didn't tear because I remember when Puma had Arsenal and those things tore like they were made of butter. Those are. Yeah. That, that's very reminiscent of season number one uniforms when we played on the road. Oh, so it's a throwback. It, it, <laughs> yeah, but except our hey, but that's the only year they made the playoffs. Then. To be fair, that's not if wrong. You're throw back to something in RGV history. You got to go back to the first year. Now they not did wrong. also uh, take care of San Antonio FC pretty handily that year as well. So shut up, Harry. Shut up. <laughs> Are you, you crying back there, Royce? <laughs> uh, 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 is that rain in the background? I hear from you. <laughs> Shut up, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no good response to that. Just damn it. W- w- would you like to call me a wambulance since the Jordan Bennington <laughs> Blues are out too? Honestly, I'm a Stars fan. I'm a bit. I'm from Missouri, but when I lived in Missouri, it was the Cardinals. The Blue Blues weren't. They just to me they weren't that big of a deal. I grew up playing baseball, <laughs> and then I came to Texas and I got into hockey. So I'm a Stars fan. I support the Blues, but I will we'll say that Brett Hall. I, mm, Brett, Brett Hall. He did play for the Stars. He played for both. He played for and both. I know, I know, I know. But he has some problematic stuff in his past. But that, I, I mean, that's what we do. I'll talk any sport, but no, I will say though. It's San Antonio's own Jordan Bennington because he was a San Antonio rampage the same season he won the damn Stanley Cup. He started with San Antonio. He played for like a month. Uh, The Blues had their – They had like a hospital for goalies. Yeah. They had their two uh, goaltenders get hurt. They brought up uh, Bennington, and Bennington was like, hey, guys, you want to go win the Stanley Cup? We're the worst team in the league. Let's go win the Stanley Cup, and that's what they did. He got hot. And he got hot for six months, but that's what happens in hockey, which is, it's kind of similar to what can happen in soccer is you get a goalie on a hot streak. Mm, you're not beating that team. So, hey, and, hey Royce, did the yep. stars make the playoffs? No. Hey, Harry, uh, who beat the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs last season and went to the Stanley <laughs> Cup finals? Was that, uh, was that the Dallas Stars? I believe that was the Dallas Stars. I can't talk baseball with you because uh, we pay you to take our best players. So <laughs> thank you for Nolan Arenado and playing, paying him fifty million dollars to have him play on the Cardinals. That's first place St. Louis Cardinals. Feels good. Feels good. Anyway, uh, Ray, uh, your yeah, final, Ray, Ray's final Rafa, thought. Well, hold on, <laughs> Rafa. Did you get your final thought in before yeah, we that's, completely that's hijacked it? Yeah, no, that's just final thoughts. My bad. You know, that was just, my bad. Just like I said, we're looking forward to you know for the game Saturday, and like I said, for all the seniors are you know finishing up. Congratulations, especially our student athletes, especially the soccer players. You know, good luck to you guys. Ray, your final thought. Uh, my final thoughts, I just hope that uh, that this is a very entertaining game. I I would like to see RGV win, to uh, take a 2-1 win out with John Henry Sanchez uh, getting the goal, not the old guy Sanchez. I want the young guy to score. <laughs> I want to add some variety to the scoring now. Uh, have John Henry pot in. Hopefully Juan Carlos Asokar, uh gets the other one. Um, and we hang on for dear life because – uh, San Antonio being San Antonio, they're going to find a way to score. And I kind of ex- expect a um, a repetition of what happened down here up there because both have regular playing soccer fields, except for you, El Paso. Shame on you and your baseball mind. 
and, and Royce, before you start, I do have one more thing that I want to put out there. Um, I want to give a huge shout out um, to Edson Ochoa. Um, he's ran down in the valley for many, many, many years. I don't know if it's been since year one, but uh, uh, no, he, he's a uh, fourth year, I think. Fourth year uh, for it here, but uh, he is the RGV reporter for the Striker Texas. Congratulations, uh, so, Edson. Congrats. So That's awesome. It, I know it, they were looking for one. I didn't know they got Edson. Very nice. Yeah, so they got Edson. Very so nice. If you can follow Edson, uh, you can follow him at eachoa uh, underscore eight. Also, he does down in the valley. And, of course, you'll see, you know, he, I think today was the first day of the or Today or yesterday, uh, he had his article up on the Striker Texas. Also on the Striker Texas, uh, late breaking uh, this afternoon, uh, Mark Bay um, at MCH Bay uh, put out an article that we've all well, that I've been waiting to come out. Um, unfortunately, it's it's uh, been uh, discussed that Jason Johnson, former uh, San Antonio FC player, former Phoenix Rising player, uh, and for unfortunately said uh, what uh, Junior Fleming said. Uh, last week uh, to Real Monarchs, a Real Monarchs player. Uh, so, and of course, Austin Bold have yet to confirm. Real Monarchs have uh, filed a uh, uh, a report to uh, the league. Um, the league still is yet to make a report, which doesn't look good following last year. So, um, you know, the striker Texas with uh, Mark Bay and. Uh, with Edson, uh, like I said here, and and you know they cover Jonathan Check with uh, SAFC. Um, I forget the guy's name, uh, it's, uh, Rodriguez uh, out in El Paso, and then of course you know you got the MLS teams. But it's a great source for all things Texas. You know they they cover everything from the MLS all the way down to even the high school playoffs. Uh, they started to it there. So if you can. Um, I know we're on, uh, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're separate from them. We're competing with them, but it's, we're competing with them, but you know, like I said here, you know, a lot of friends that, that we have, you know, in in the USL, you know, do supply to them and to help, help the game grow. You know, I'm not afraid to, you know, give them kudos and stuff uh, with well regards uh, for that here. So before Royce uh, stops, uh, starts his final thought. Any comment on the Austin Bold stuff? Uh, since I brought it up, I'm hoping just to leave uh, it there. I'll, I guess I'll, I'll finish up. I'll do my, I'll do my two final thoughts. Number right. one, my number, my, um, I guess number one final thought is soccer's for everybody. There's no room for that crap. Um, there, there, it's you know. This is an equal game for equal people. When you're on that field, you're equal to each other. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, you are equal to each other. And that's what soccer should represent, and that's what we all represent. We don't care who you are. We don't care who you love. We don't care, you know, honestly, what, you know, that's your business. It's, it's what you want to be called. It's, it's not our business. It's we're all equal, and that's all we should see. We are just competing on the field together, and that's it. That's all it should be. My final, final thought, though, is once again, um, our sincerest condolences to the Martinez family and Miguel, um, who lost his grandmother um, right after he lost his um, um, uh, ex-wife. That's rough, man. Uh, Just a rough time. All the love in the world to uh, the Martinez family. Uh, Hopefully you get through this um, period of... uh, 
of morning. Um, we're here for you if you need anything. Just let us know, man. And unfortunately, uh, that'll be a wrap uh, for this episode here. Uh, thank you for everybody tuning in um, for you know uh, for here. Thank you to Ray uh, from South Texas Border Sports and down in the Valley. Thank you to Rafa and Royce. Uh, it's been a fun one. Uh, we'll get to do this again in uh, about a month, uh, just under a month here. Uh, so Ray, hopefully, we'll have you back on at that time here if your if your schedule's available. But what's life without goals? And thank you for turning into SA Soccer Roundtable. See y'all.